بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of عمدة الأحكام and we have a new chapter a chapter entitled فضل الجماعة ووجوبها The merit of congregational prayer and its obligation and the first hadith hadith number 55 and Abdullah ibn Umar ibn al-Khattab and Abdullah ibn Umar ibn al-Khattab رضي الله عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال صلاة الجماعة أفضل من صلاة الفذ ب 27 درجة The prayer that the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said the narration from Umar ibn al-Khattab that Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said the prayer in congregation is 27 times superior to the prayer offered by person alone 27 times superior and in the We'll, we'll come to the next hadith. We'll, we'll stop here now. The prayer in congregation is 27 times superior to the prayer offered by a person alone. Because we need to talk about Salat al-Jama'ah, the congregational prayer, its rulings, and so forth. Salat al-Jama'ah is legal by the consensus of the Muslims. And it is from the best of worships and most magnificent of obedience, of obedient acts. The only opponents to Salat al-Jama'ah, to the congregational prayer, are the Rafidah, are the Rafidah, the Shia Rafidah, who say that there is no Jama'ah, no congregation, except except following an infallible imam an infallible imam and that's why they don't pray in congregations neither Jumu'ah nor Jama'ah Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah said concerning them innahum hajarul masajid وَعَمَّرُوا الْمَشَاهِدِ Remember this great statement. إِنَّهُمْ هَجَرُوا الْمَسَاجِدِ They abandoned the mosques. وَعَمَّرُوا الْمَشَاهِدِ And established the grave sites. Remember this. Let us memorize it. So we know of the reality of these deviants. هَجَرُوا الْمَسَاجِدِ وَعَمَّرُوا الْمَشَاهِدِ They abandoned the mosques and established the grave sites. And that's why they worship graves and grave occupants. This is to them much greater than Hajj. And they don't see the establishment of the congregational prayer as it is with Ahlul Sunnah. Otherwise, the rest of the Muslims are agreed upon the legality of it. And none of the Muslims say that it is illegal. They differ, however, concerning its ruling. Is it an individual duty? Or is it a fardu kifaya, collective duty, or an affirmed sunnah? Now, the correct opinion is that the congregational prayer is an obligation. 
an individual obligation. The evidences. First from the book of Allah. قال الله تعالى in Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 102 وَإِذَا كُنْتَ فِيهِمْ فَأَقَمْتَ لَهُمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَلْتَقُمْ طَائِفَةٌ مِّنْهُمْ مَعَكَ And when you are among them and lead them in the salah, let one party of them stand up in the, in the prayer with you taking their arms with them. This is the salah of fear. If they fear the enemy. And when they finish their prostrations, let them take their positions in the rear and let the other party come up which has not yet prayed. So the Prophet ﷺ divided them into two parties, one to guard and one to pray. And let them pray with you, taking all the precautions and bearing arms. Those who disbelieve, believe, wish if, we're, if you were negligent of your arms and your baggage to attack you in a single rush. But there is no sin on you if you put away your arms because of the inconvenience of rain or because you are ill. But take every precaution for yourselves. Verily Allah has prepared a humiliating torment for the disbelievers. The point of evidence here for the obligation is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the salah even though there could be fear. And we know that in, in cases of fear, of fear, people will be distracted. They would love to have everyone sharing in watching the enemy. And here Allah SWT says, And let them pray with you, taking all precautions and bearing arms. With them, so that the enemy does not surprise them. And in this, in this verse, it is apparent that there is no difference between light weapons or heavy weapons, whether the weapon is is uh, pure or filthy as in the case whether the swords were uh, spoiled with blood for example and the ulama considered it permissible here to carry the arms even if they are filthy in case there is a necessity so here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَإِذَا سَجَدُوا فَلْيَكُونُ مِنْ وَرَائِكُمْ so if they prostrate, let them take their positions in the rear and let the other party come up, which has not yet prayed. Meaning not yet prayed with the first group. So the second party were commanded with two things, to bear the arms and to be cautious and take precautions. While the first group was commanded to take the arms. The reason is apparent because the second group may be that in, it will be in a situation where their salah would be carried when, when, the, when the enemy may be alarmed about them. And knowing that half of the army are busy with salah. And in this, in this situation, it's expected that his attack would be more realistic or possible than in the case with the first group. So the point that we need to take here with respect to the, the issue of obligation, Allah commanded the congregational prayer and to divide the army into two groups. And so we take from this that Salat al-Jama'ah is an individual duty. Is an individual duty. How? Had it been a collective duty, then the obligation would have been waived by the, what? by the Salah of which group? You tell me. Had it been a collective duty, the obligation would have been waived or dropped by the Salah of what? Of which group? First group. 
the first group. That's right. That would have been sufficient. That would have been sufficient. This is from the Quran. And from the Sunnah, the evidences are replete. The evidences from the Sunnah are replete. For example, first Hadith Abu Hurairah, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, in Sayyid Bukhari and Muslim. He related that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ By him in whose hand my soul is لَقَدْ هَمَمْتُ أَنْ آمُرَ بِحَطَبٍ فَيُحْتَطَبْ ثُمَّ آمُرَ بِالصَّلَاةِ فَيُؤَذَّنَ لَهَا I have thought of giving orders for fuel wood to be gathered ثم آمر رجلا فيأم الناس ثم أخالف إلى رجال لا يشهدون الصلاة فأحرق عليهم بيوتهم والذي نفسي بيده لو يعلم أحدهم أنه يجد عرقا سمينا أو مرماتين حسنتين لشهد العشاء by him in whose hand my soul is. I have thought of giving orders for fuel wood to be gathered, then giving orders for salah, prayer, and having the adhan called for, then ordering a man to lead the people, then going off to some people who are not present at the prayer, and burning down their houses upon them. By him in whose hand my soul is, if one of them knew he would find a fat, meaty bone, or two fine sheep, hooves, he would attend the Isha, the evening prayer. So here, the Prophet ﷺ was about to order, but he didn't. He was not prevented due to the Salah being not uh, obligatory. Had it not been obligatory, or had it been uh, non-obligatory, then he wouldn't have needed to say these harsh words. And then these words would have no, no meaning. However, the thing which prevented the Prophet ﷺ, and Allah knows best, prevented him from torturing with the fire is because none is entitled to torture with the fire except Allah Azza wa Jal. Second, second proof from the Sunnah. A blind man asked the Prophet ﷺ for excuse so as not to pray in the masjid. He told him, when he came to him, he said, O Messenger of Allah, I have no guide to take me to the mosque. And this is reported in Sahih Muslim. I have no guide to take me to the mosque. He, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, therefore, permitted him to pray at his house. Then, when the man turned away, the Prophet ﷺ called him and asked him, Can you hear the adhan? Can you hear the call for prayer? He answered, Yes. He, the Prophet ﷺ said, Fa'ajib. Then respond to it. They respond to it. So the blind man was commanded to join the congregational prayer. Third evidence. What is reported in the Sunan, reported by Abu Dawood, that the Prophet ﷺ said, مَنْ سَمِعَ النِّدَاءِ 
فلم يجد فلا صلاة له إلا من عذر Whoever hears the call for prayer and is not prevented from joining the congregation by any excuse, his prayer will not be accepted from him. Also, it is authentically reported in Sahih Muslim from Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu. He said, We were with the Messenger وسلم, making the congregational prayer and no one will stay behind except a hypocrite known for hypocrisy. The man would be brought to the congregational held and supported by two men. leading him to the road. So the ill person, they would bring the ill person, two men will support him and bring him to the road. And this indicates the obligation. In addition to this, and the evidences are more, in addition there are great benefits in the congregational prayer. Which reflect the wisdom for or behind its obligation. The first, it brings love and inclines the Muslims to love each other. Because when they come and meet each other and shake hands, all of these entail good relations and love. Second, it leads the people to know each other. And that's why you find when a stranger comes to the masjid, they look at him and they ask, who is this person? Why? Because they know each other. And they will know immediately that such and such is in you. So when they say, who is this new person praying with us? And so this leads to ta'aruf. Leads to what? Ta'aruf, knowing each other. And in this there is benefit. Because this person who is new now may be a relative you have some relationship with or in case he is a stranger from outside then you establish his right you give him his right so there will be good in all of that third benefit manifesting one of the symbols of Islam the congregational prayer is a manifestation of one of the symbols of Islam. Rather, it is one of the greatest symbols. Why? Because if people will stay at home praying, no one would know and come to know that there is Salah. Fourth benefit. Showing, it shows the, the might of the Muslims when they enter the mosques and they live together in such congregation. The fifth, it is an education and teaching to the ignorant. Many people learn what is legal and permitted in Salah due to the fact that they join the Salah in congregation 
and learn from the Imam and learn the Sunan in there. So it is an educational class. Especially especially if the Imam is on the Sunnah, then imagine the benefits the Muslims will learn concerning their deen, not only concerning the Salah, but also concerning the, the deen. Six benefits. Training the Muslim Ummah to unite and to be on unity rather than disintegration. So this congregational prayer is a unity behind a lesser leadership. So they learn from this to unite as a congregation under the greater leadership and follow the greater Imam and not rebel and oppose Seventh benefit. Seventh benefit. Self-control. It teaches self-control. Because if the person becomes accustomed to follow the Imam in the good way, when he makes takbir, he makes takbir, he doesn't do it before the Imam or after the Imam, uh, delayed from the, from, uh, yes, way after the Imam. So he will learn self-control and self-discipline. Eighth benefit, the congregational prayer makes the people ponder concerning themselves standing in the rose for jihad when declared as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Saf verse 4 Surah Al-Saf verse 4 Inna <laughs> في سبيله سورة الصف 61 إن الله يحب الذين يقاتلون في سبيله صفا Verily Allah loves those who fight in his cause in rows, in rank and there you are standing in salah in rows So those who stand in ranks in the jihad, there is no doubt that they got familiar to the standing in rows in the five congregational prayers. And this would lead them what? To follow their leader in jihad and obey him. So there, uh, therefore there is another lesson here. The ninth benefit. The Muslims feel that they are on the same level. In this masjid, the rich and the poor standing in the same row next to each other. The Amir, the prince, or the leader next to the led. The ruler, same thing. The young next to the old. And people feel good about this. They would feel that they are on the same level. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ commanded the rose 
to be straight, aligned straight, and not to differ, because this leads to the differing in the hearts. The Prophet ﷺ said, لا تختلفوا فتختلف قلوبكم Stay, stay straight in your rows and don't differ lest your hearts will be different will differ and maybe you have not seen this but we have seen it and we see it every Friday in the Congregational Friday and in other prayers as well the leader or the governor comes to the Salah and Wallahi next to him is the person a very poor person who works in the Masjid cleaning the Masjid taking care of things he prays next to him and at the end of the salah uh, the young the kids go and make salam say salam to the imam and then they come and shake hands with the governor and leave and you reflect upon this naturally you see the greatness of Islam and what it does through its legislations all of which is benefit for man the next benefit during the congregational prayer people will check each other look for them for, for others the condition of the poor the ill those who are negligent regarding Salah a person who comes with rough clothes and old clothes and signs of hunger appears you go and ask people will have mercy towards each other and they will give in charity and if someone is not seen for a day or two or misses one salah or two they check him out they give a call and if he is ill they go and visit him So people look for each other. This is from the benefits of the congregational prayer. The next benefit is that the latter part of this ummah contemplates the early part of this ummah. The latter part of this ummah contemplates the affairs and the situation of the early part of this Ummah meaning the conditions with the companions the Imam feels that he is standing in the same position which the Prophet stood in leading the congregational prayer and the Ma'moom the one led in prayer they feel and contemplate the station of the companions behind their Imam Muhammad and there is no doubt that in this there is connection between the latter part of this Ummah and the early part of this Ummah and this gives the Muslims a drive momentum to follow the path of the Salaf and their guidance 
and we need every time we do a legal matter a legally prescribed matter to feel that we are following the messenger وسلم, and his companions the noble ones in that you will get a momentous a momentum in your heart that leads you and pushes you to follow the path of the Salaf and thus you become Salafiyan, Aqeedatan, Wa'amalan, Wasulukan, Wa'manhaja so you become as our Shaykh Rahimahullah put it a Salafi in Aqeedah Salafi in action Salafi in behavior and in your methodology altogether the last thing to remember the benefit that the main principle in this is the worship of Allah behind this congregation the main principle is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are some of the benefits scholars want with the opinion that the congregational prayer is fardu kifaya is a collective duty others said that it is a sunnah those who said that it is a sunnah they took by this hadith which we are about to discuss they took this hadith which we are about to discuss as their evidence what is the hadith the hadith we just mentioned the, the hadith Salatul Jama'ah أفضل من صلاة الفد بسبع وعشرين درجة The prayer in congregation is 27 times superior to the prayer offered by person So they said superior and superiority is not obligation They said superiority is not obligation However, this is a very weak conclusion. A very weak conclusion. Because what is intended from this hadith is showing the reward of the congregational prayer. Showing, it shows the reward. It explains the reward. of the congregational prayer and that its merit is, is superior to the, the prayer offered by a person alone it does not talk, underline this it does not talk, talk about the ruling isn't this clear to you? it does not talk about the ruling, isn't it? is that clear? does it talk about the ruling? No, it's talking about superiority. It's talking about superiority with respect to the person praying alone. Second answer to this, we say to you the following. Listen, everyone says that Iman, Iman, faith in Allah is wajib, is an obligation, right or wrong? Uh, everyone says that Iman is what? Iman, having faith in Allah is what? Is what? Is wajib. Obligation, right? Huh? Wajib, right? MashaAllah. Tayyip. 
Now we say to you, listen to the following verse. Verse 10 and 11 in Surah Al-Saf. Let us listen. Ya ayyuhalladhina aman, hal adullukum ala tijaratin tunjikum min azabin alim, tu'minuna billahi wa rasulihi, وتجاهدون في سبيل الله بأموالكم وأنفسكم ذلكم خير لكم خير لكم you believe oh you believe shall I guide you to a commerce that will save you from a painful torment that you believe in Allah and his messenger and that you strive hard and fight in the cause of Allah with your wealth and your lives look what did Allah say here that will be what that will be but what Huh? You tell me. That will be? That will be what? To believe in Allah and His Messenger and strive hard and fight in His cause will be, will be what? You see the verse? Will be better. Will be better. Right. Now, would anyone from you now say that Iman in Allah, etc., is a sunnah? Could you say it is a sunnah now because it is better for you? Could you say it is a sunnah? No. No one says this, right? Right? Is the point understood now? Is the point understood? Okay. So being better, being better, better does not mean it is what? It is not an obligation. Take another verse. Surah Al-Jumu'ah, verse 9. 62, verse 9. Ya ayuhal amanu. إذا نودي للصلاة من يوم الجمعة فاسعوا إلى ذكر الله وذروا البيع ذلكم خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون Oh you believe When the call is proclaimed for Salat al-Jumu for the prayer on the day of Friday come to the remembrance of Allah and Salah and leave off business and every other thing Look what did he say You read to me you read to me. That is, huh? That is what? That is what? Better for you. That is better for you. Does anyone say, therefore, that Salatul Jum'ah is a sunnah because of this? Do you say that Salatul Jum'ah is a sunnah because of this? On men meaning, on men. No. You see? Okay. No one says that Salat al-Jum'ah is a sunnah for men. So now this concludes that the correct opinion is that Salat al-Jama'ah, the congregation prayer, is an individual a duty. It is binding upon men the adult. So this excludes women. Salatul Jumu'ah, Salatul Jama'ah, the congregational prayer, with respect to women, is not binding because they are not from the congregation, meaning the legal congregation. It's not required from them to make the symbols known. Because the Prophet said, Their homes is better for them. Discovers, however, differed. Whether the woman 
who are separate from men, whether Salat al-Jama'ah for them is a Sunnah or not, when they are separate from men. Women alone together, meaning, is the congregational prayer for them a Sunnah, or is it disliked, or is it permissible? Three sayings. First saying, <coughs> it is a Sunnah. One opinion, it is a Sunnah. Why? They said because, they said because, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, commanded Umm Waraka to go and lead her household in the prayer. The second opinion, the second opinion said it is disliked, makruh, and they said that this hadith is weak. And they said that this is, not, this is not something known with the mothers of the believers and other than the mothers of the believers. The third opinion, that it is allowable. They said if the women are gathered, generally meaning, they can perform the congregation. They said why? Because women in general are from the congregation and that's why it is permissible for them if any one of them, of them comes to the masjid to join the congregational prayer. This opinion is okay if this is done occasionally. Then there is no harm. There is no harm if this is done occasionally. Also when we said that this is binding upon men, so this takes out the children who did not reach the age of puberty. Is the congregational prayer binding in trouble? Is the congregational prayer binding during trouble? We learned earlier that Allah commanded His Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We learned earlier that Allah subhanahu wa taala commanded His Prophet. that when they are in jihad to establish the congregational prayer and it is known that the messenger وسلم, did not engage in fighting except when he was in trouble his expeditions were in trouble and therefore it is concluded that the congregational prayer during the travel is an obligation as it is in residence. Now, the congregational prayer is not wajib in the voluntary prayers. We are talking about the five congregational prayers, don't forget. And therefore, لا تجيب للنوافل It is not a duty bound in matters of voluntary, in prayers that are voluntary. So, so, if a person intends to offer a voluntary prayer, then it is not, not oblig obligatory upon him that this must be in jama'ah. Because the voluntary prayer is not from the five prayers. Now, however, is it permissible to offer the voluntary prayer in congregation, or this is a bid'ah question. The answer. There is detail. 
this, the answer to this is detailed. There are optional or voluntary nafil that are legalized in jama'ah legalized mashru'a in jama'ah in congregation like istisqa asking Allah for rain like salatul kusuf the salah when there is eclipse this is if we say that the eclipse is a sunnah. Also like Qiyamul Layl in Ramadan, the night prayer in Ramadan. And there are voluntary prayers where it is not, not legalized to be done in Jama'ah. Like what the regular sunans related to the five obligatory prayers, related to the obligatory fard, salah, like those for salat al-fajr, salat al-dhuhr, salat al-maghrib, salat al-isha, and with salat al-asr occasionally but it is not regular. But none of these is to be performed in congregation. And also like the night prayer in other than Ramadan. The night prayer in other than Ramadan. This night prayer in other than Ramadan there is no harm if occasionally if occasionally done in congregation but not on continuous basis the evidence is that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam sometimes he used to perform the occasional prayer at night like when, we, when he prayed with Ibn Abbas. Like when he prayed with Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman. May Allah be pleased with all of them. Like when Abdullah bin Mas'ud prayed with him. May Allah be pleased with him. Sometimes he prayed other than the night prayer, not in the night prayer, in congregation. Sometimes, as when he led the prayer with Anas and Um Sulaim, and an orphan with Anas, and also. He prayed a congregation with Uthman bin Malik. May Allah be pleased with him. In his home, in Uthman's home, when Uthman asked the Prophet ﷺ to come to his home to pray there so that he makes it a musalla for himself, Uthman. The Prophet ﷺ accepted and came and he led him in the prayers there. Can one, question, can one make the congregational prayers for missed prayers? For missed prayers. Prayers that were missed due to a legally acceptable excuse. Example. Suppose a group of people were on a travel. 
and they slept late at night. And they awoke after the sun has risen. Now, the Salana with respect to them is a make-up, right? Right or wrong? The Salana now with respect to them is what? Is a make-up, isn't it? Yes, because it is beyond the prescribed time. This is the correct opinion. They can now make it in congregation. Even if it is made up, it's a make-up. Why? Because the one who misses it because of a legal excuse, it is not considered, quote-unquote, as a make-up for him. It is rather considered as the principal salah, the original one. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, مَنْ نَامَ عَنْ صَلَاةٍ أَوْ نَسِيَهَا فَلْيُصَلِّهَا إِذَا ذَكَرَهَا لَا كَفَّارَةَ لَهَا إِلَّا ذَلِكَ Anyone who sleeps on his salah or forgets it, let him pray it, even he remembers it, there is no expiation for it except that. And then he recited the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِذِكْرِ And establish the salah for my remembrance. And the evidence for, this, for the obligation is the general evidences which we have covered. And also, because the Prophet والسلام, when he slept on Salat al-Fajr with his companions, and they were in trouble, as in the hadith of Abi Qatada, he commanded Bilal to make the adhan. Then he prayed Salat, he prayed the Sunnah of Fajr. Then he prayed the Fard of Fajr in congregation as he used to make it. And he recited loudly. And this is an agreed upon hadith. So therefore, if people were traveling and they sleep, being, and they slept, and they were tired and they could not wake except after the sun has risen, we say to them, do the same. Make adhan, make the sunnah, and then make your fard and recite loudly. If it is uh, as in Fajr, for example. Now, question. Is the performance of the Salah in congregation, is it a condition of validity for the Salah? Is it a condition of validity for the Salah? Such that if the person Praise alone without an excuse. Is his salah valid? And he is sinful or what? The majority of the scholars are on the opinion that it is not a condition for the validity of the salah. And that the one who prays alone, without an excuse, his salah is valid, but he is sinfully held. Now, next question. Is it sufficient to perform the is it permissible? Or, let us rephrase it. Is the congregational prayer a must in the masjid? Or is it permissible to be done at home and leave the masjid? Even though the masjid may be, may be so close. 
There is an opinion to say that as long as he does the, co- the congregational prayer, even at home, and even if he's close to the, close to the masjid, but the masjid is better. However, if he makes it at home, then it, then it is permissible. And their evidence is the following general hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he said, جُعِلَتْ لِيَ الْأَرْضُ كُلُّهَا مَسْجِدًا وَطَهُورًا The whole earth has been made for me a masjid, a praying place, and purification. And they said, so the whole earth is a masjid, and what is the objective of the congregation? The congregation is manifested even if the person is at home. However, it is better at the masjid. And some are with the opinion that if the congregational prayer some are with the opinion that having the congregational prayer in the masjid is a collective duty. Is a collective duty. So if some perform it at the masjid, then it is waived in terms of being an obligation at the masjid for the rest of the community and if the rest of the community will perform it in congregations at their homes then this is fine. The third opinion is that it is a must to be done in the masjid upon everyone on whom the salah is uh, an obligation in congregation. The evidence that it is an obligation in the masajid is the hadith which we talked about earlier when the Prophet ﷺ was about to order someone to leave the salah and then he would go and gather wood and burn the houses on those who stay behind. This is a strong proof and it is the correct opinion that it is a must to be with the congregation of the Muslims at the masjid. Now what about if it is done, done in other than the masjid when they, in terms of the validity? The correct opinion is that it is valid but the people are held sinful. As to those who took the hadith earlier that the earth has been made a praying place and a purification for me, this does not stand to be an evidence. Why? Because this is only making clear that the whole earth is a masjid. You can pray. And that this is from the particular things to this ummah, which contrasts with the rest, with the other nations where it is to be performed in their churches or synagogues, etc., but this Ummah, Allah had gave this permit for it, such that He made the whole earth a praying place. So this does not indicate that the congregation is valid in all places. Rather, it makes it clear that the Salah is valid in every place, and there is no conflict regarding this. And yet we can say also, suppose... that this is a general proof. We say, well, if this is a general proof, then it is particularized by the proofs on the obligation of congregational prayers in the masajid. Is this clear? So this hadith is a general hadith, just showing that the earth you can pray on in any place. You know, except for the al-maqbara, the graveyard and the uh, hammam. Is this clear now? Is the argument for the obligation of the congregation prayer in the mosque 
Now we go to the hadith. The hadith we have. Hadith of Abdullah bin Umar ibn Khattab. Okay. That the Prophet said, Salatul Jama'ati Afbalu min Salatul Fadh bisabin wa ishreen adaraja. That the prayer in congregation is 27 times superior to the prayer offered by person alone. In this hadith, the overall explanation that the congregation in, in, in worships is legal. And it has a great merit with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as well as great benefits socially, individually, uh, worldly, and religiously. Now, and we mentioned about 11 or 12 benefits from this earlier. So this speaks about the merit of Salat al-Jama'ah and that it's more rewarding than the person praying alone by 70 times and that Salat al-Jama'ah is manifested when two people may pray Imam and Ma'mum why? because he said Afbalu min Salat al-Fadh it is superior to the prayer offered by a person alone so this indicates that two people can constitute a congregational prayer Wallahu ta'ala a'la wa a'lam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam